Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back, so deal with it. Let's do this! Finally, The Rock has come back! Live TV is awesome. The spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run forever! Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio. I am Graham Jason Matthews for July 21st, 2015, and there is no time to be wasted, as today's entire episode is dedicated to my hour-long conversation with a longtime friend of the show, co-host of the weekly wrestling talk show, Jamie Lee Mack. We're talking all about the Battleground pay-per-view from Sunday night. Our conversation was recorded only hours before Raw, so we have no knowledge of the SummerSlam matches. We had no idea that Brock Lesnar versus Taker would be set in stone for the pay-per-view. Um, I mean, we had a good idea of it, of course, but we do talk, myself included, uh, mostly me just talking about why we should get a triple threat match for the pay-per-view, so that was my bad. But still, we got plenty of news and notes from the pay-per-view on Sunday night and kind of shaping up the card for SummerSlam and so much more. It's an awesome conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. And um, that basically takes up the entire show, so no thoughts on Raw here today. It was a good show, really nothing to dissect other than that amazing Undertaker Brock Lesnar brawl. I mean, I'll talk about it here in the show. You'll hear it in my conversation with Jamie. But initially, when it really looked like we were going to be getting Lesnar versus Taker one-on-one for the pay-per-view, I wasn't sold. You know, the match at WrestleMania last year was so bad, and it's been so long since then. I know Taker was in a different place, and he was not feeling well at that time. He's in so much better shape now than he was then. But still, I was not sold on seeing that match again at SummerSlam, which I will be at in only 33 more days from (laughs) speaking from right now. But anyway, though, um, but after that brawl last night, I am officially sold on that match. That was incredible, just the intensity. And it's amazing how just one pull-apart brawl can just change your perception of any any one match with, with just one brawl. It's crazy, you know, but... That was a great highlight from Raw last night. Not a lot of other, you know, blockbuster moments. A lot of good stuff. I enjoyed the women's matches and the main event and a few other things as well. So there's really no need to go into a Raw review anyway. But um, as I mentioned, today's episode is dedicated to my entire conversation with Jamie Lee Mack. Let's get into it right now. Hey, Jamie, what's going on, man? Hey, not too much. How about you? Doing good. Psyched after Battleground last night? Oh, yeah, I saw it. What were your initial reaction? Did you like it? You hate it? A lot of people were kind of split down the middle. Um, Battleground, I thought it was, uh, uh, I thought it was a good show. Um, I mean, like, I probably, uh, like, uh, it's probably not the, um, uh, like, I, like, I definitely wouldn't call it, like, the best show this year, definitely, but, um, overall, I mean, like, I thought it was worth the, uh, um, if I had to rate it out of uh, nine ninety nine, I'd probably give it like a good maybe uh, seven fifty. That's good. So. That's good. I'd probably go around there too. Either seven fifty, eight. I'd go around too. But kicking off the show, well, before the show uh, got underway, we had the kickoff match between King Barrett and R Truth with the King of the Ring crown on the line. As if anyone could care less about this match. Uh, <laughs> what are your, what have been your thoughts on this feud? King Barrett winning here. Do you think this win does him any good whatsoever? 
All I'm gonna say, just the whole, that whole fucking crown versus crown crap, <laughs> I'm gonna say this now. Whatever credibility King of the Ring had left, because it hasn't meant, like, much, I wanna say since Regal got it. Yeah. Um, like, whatever credibility there was left when Barrett won it, it's gone now, because the fact that you had this whole crown versus crown thing, I mean, truth, he had the fucking towel as a cape. <laughs> it's like, and like, you know, people would tell me, it's like, oh, have a sense of humor, this is funny. It's like, well, I have a sense of humor, but I don't find this funny. Mm-hmm. It's, degra- it's degrading the king of the ring crown, and next time there's a tournament, like, you know, what's the winner going to get? Going to get, like, in lackluster feuds over a duct tape looking crown for the next, like, two months? Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to get? Okay. <laughs> Sure, I'll take it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing, too. I feel like it's a fine comedy undercard feud. I mean, not over the King of the Ring. It should never have been over the crown to begin with. Because like you said, winning this thing should mean, you know, big things for the winner. Like future title shots, like Brock Lesnar back in 02, or a Triple H or an Austin or whoever. And like you said, when Sheamus won, of course, he went on to win the World Championship a couple years later. He was already a World Champion before that point. But they booked him so terribly. King the King Barrett has been no different. But the biggest difference between the two is that Barrett has never been a world champion and will likely never be a world champion because of this garbage. And you know, with this whole storyline too, like I said, it's it's comedy undercard. But do you feel like, like Barrett's been there for five years and he yeah. hasn't been champion yet? I mean, it's like and like I I kind of met him back in May when I went to Raw. Um, like, or like, um, I didn't actually get to like, you know, say hi or shake his hand or something like that. But like, I was within like maybe five feet of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I count and, that. Yeah. And <laughs> just the way that like he acted with the fans that were around me, it's like this guy, he's so humble and he's got all the tools and all the talent in the world. And, and, and this is, and like, this is how they're using him. And it's like, I mean, it feels like he's just stuck in limbo all the time. And it's like, you know, once one thing gets going for him, it's, it's like they, it's like they, it, or it's like they find a way to stop it. And I don't understand. And that's exactly it too, because like you said, a lot of people have been taking this as a comedy feud, which is fine. But when it involves a guy like our truth, which you know is understandable, I'm not a huge our truth fan. I'm very biased against our truth. But Barrett, like you said, I've been a huge fan of since he arrived in the scene, as you mentioned, five years ago. And he does have all the tools to be a world champion in this company. But because of his start and stop booking, you know, time and time again, injuries aside, which makes, you know, it makes no sense why this guy is not higher on the card than he is. But for it to involve a guy with as much potential as him and to see him lose our truth every single week and he just comes out to no reaction. It just makes me very disheartened. It's very sad to see. Uh, but I was reading a report about a week ago. Of course, this was before he won on Sunday. But there was a report saying that uh, there were plans in place to make him bad news bear it again, which also makes no sense because they said, yeah, you know, they banned Wade. Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Apparently, apparently now. Now, I guess in Vince's mind, if your name is Alexander, Adrian, Antonio, and now Wade, I guess you're not you're not you're not good enough. You you suck. Apparently yeah, that's, that's Vince's mentality. Apparently so, and that's the thing too. The whole he he should have lo- he should have lost last night, which is weird to say because they wanted to see him win. But 
You could have or yeah. do a double DQ and get rid of the whole thing together. Make him Wade Barrett again. Because the whole the Bad News Barrett isn't much better either. Because when he was Bad News Barrett, yeah, he had some momentum, but they completely ripped the rug from right from underneath him. They had him uh-huh. stop giving bad news, which completely goes against the whole bad news gimmick. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. You know. They actually had two chances last year to like get him major heat. Uh huh. Oh, um, with the CM Punk thing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the Punk thing and the thing at the Rumble number thirty. That shouldn't have been Mysterio. Mm-hmm. That should have been Barrett. It's like, exactly. Oh, you want Brian? I got some bad news. He's not here. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah, they had so many opportunities to make that character, to get, to have him get over as a heel. And then when he had some traction as a face, I mean, he never really turned, but people yeah. were starting to get into his character, and they didn't run along with that either. They just they just refused to go along with what the fans are, uh, what they want to see. But like you said, the punk thing, uh, maybe I you would have gotten over majorly. That would have been huge, and you would know better than I would. I, he, did he mention it on that Jericho podcast? That, I don't know if you listened to uh, it or not. Did he talk about that or not? I feel like he did. Apparently, according to the podcast, that was the plan, but uh-huh. then like at the last minute, they just said, no, we're not doing it, and we're going to have Heyman uh, do it, uh, which is fine. I mean, like Heyman cut a hell of a promo, but like you know, again, that's another, another missed opportunity with Barrett. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, yeah. One guy's gain is another guy's loss, and that's Barrett in this case. But I mean, only time will tell. That win last night is, doesn't make me any more optimistic about his future. I'm not saying he needs to get fired or anything like that. But uh, it, leaving this company might be the best thing he could do at this point because they obviously just don't see him for his worth or don't see his worth, yeah. and uh, it, it's very sad to see, to say the least. But on the actual show, though, kicking off the show. We had the hometown boy in St. Louis last night, Randy Orton, taking on Sheamus, two longtime rivals. Uh, not much chemistry between the two, but in my opinion, put on a good match. Randy Orton emerged victorious, and um, coming out of this thing, the winner. So what were your thoughts on Randy Orton versus Sheamus, as well as what's next uh, for both guys coming out of this? Um, well, Randy winning didn't really shock me for two reasons. One, hometown, makes sense, mm-hmm. which is funny because WWE is, is, is like almost known for for like you know, fucking over whoever's uh, whoever's from that town uh, that night. But, like, yeah. you know, it's Randy Orton. They're not going to do that to him. <laughs> and secondly, Seamus being the briefcase holder, the briefcase holder usually goes on a losing streak for a few months before he cashes in. So, again, Orton winning didn't didn't uh, didn't really shock me. But um, uh, it was a, a solid match. My only thing about it was I think that if you were to put, like, a gimmick match on it, like, maybe make it, like, a no-holds-barred or street fight or something like that. Yes, yes. Like, um, it would have gotten over maybe a little bit more. So if they do a rematch or something, a SummerSlam or, like, even on Raw, like, I think that that's one thing that that, uh, they should probably look at doing is throwing, like, some sort of gimmick match on it. Um, Hopefully not, like, not, like, you know, a ladder match for the briefcase. Like, I don't think that would really go over well, but, but, um, but, but, like, you know, both, or both guys are, are very physical. So I'm thinking put them in a physical environment, which a street fight would, would work perfect. No, I absolutely agree. I feel like their matches, their most recent matches, with the exception of yesterday at Battleground, they, they have not been. Very exciting, which is not not an indication, not no indictment on their characters themselves, just the chemistry they have together in feuds. 
And the thing over this feud is that there's really nothing to battle over. You know, it's just been random matches, and there's really been no purpose. We've barely gotten any pro- we've barely gotten any promo time from either guy. Um, but I was thinking the same exact thing while watching this match last night. It was a good match. I think it benefited from being in Orton's hometown, like you said. The crowd was red hot for him. Um, but giving him a no DQ stipulation or an environment like that, you go back to. Hell in a Cell, five years ago. That was probably the best match they ever had. And I thought that was a, a great match. And it was inside a stru- it was inside a structure of some kind. Um, the six-pack challenge. Like, when it's other different match types, other than just standard one-on-one, that's when they perform their best work. So I feel like that, you know, hopefully they blow it off tonight or this was the blow-off because, like I said, there's nothing to be feuding over. Unless Orton wants that briefcase and... Maybe you could do a ladder match, but like you said, I wouldn't really be in uh, in favor of that either. That doesn't make much sense either. So hopefully they either blow it off tonight or next week. And SummerSlam's in five weeks, so there's enough time where um, they, they've got enough time to blossom new feuds for both guys. But it was a good match, though. Orton goes over in the opening match of the night. And like you said, the, the losing guy or the hometown guy almost always loses in his hometown or gets embarrassed or whatever. So you have this... You ha- you have two things here. The lesser of two evils. Do we have the hometown guy lose, or do you have the money in the bank guy lose, who always loses? <laughs> so it's, I guess one one had to give, and Orton ended up going over. But yeah, good match, kick off the show. So right after that, we had the tag team title match. The WWE Tag Team Champions primetime player successfully retaining the gold against the New Day. Um, what were your thoughts on the match, and do you think the primetime players are the right choice as the tag team champions right now? Uh match itself, I thought, uh, from what I can recall, it was um, uh, it was decent. Um, I'll say this though, I think, I want to say like Xavier Woods kind of stole the, uh, or um, well, like, uh, um, he kind of stole the thunder from it, mm-hmm. because he is absolutely hilarious on the outside. I think they should give him the mic that, um, I'll tell that guy's name. Uh, oh, A.W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I'm thinking, like, you know, just give him that mic and just tell him to avoid anything involving uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Golden. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but as for the match itself, like, you know, um, uh, was decent. Um, I love uh, both, uh, 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 both teams. Uh, New Day right now is probably, like, in terms of, um, in terms of the, uh, the, uh, the sorry, in terms of the entertainment-wise, uh, New Day is probably my favorite thing going right now. Uh, but as for the primetime players, um, I think, I mean, I'm just happy that they're champions right now because I think that, or because I was really happy when they won them, and I was like, well, it's about damn time because I think these guys deserve it because because not only are Titus and Darren uh, talented, but they're also, but like, you know, just, for being like you know, just being natural human beings, like they're like they're great. Um, so I would say like yeah, um, I think that they're doing fine right now as champions. Um, it's not like a legendary reign going on or something like that, but but um, you know I think they're fine fine for now, and um, I can definitely see a, see a, um, or no, uh, but definitely probably at some point within the next few months I can definitely see them uh, dropping the. The uh, titles down to uh, um, New Day, definitely at some point. I could see that the New Day is the only real heel tag team they have. They have the New Day, yeah. the Ascension, the Matadors. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're uh-huh. supposed to be. Matadors. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> 
Uh, thankfully, they're not on TV much anymore, but that, that's about it. And I feel like the next crop, the next team that'll be champions, I mean, other than the New Day, of course, should be the Lucha Dragons, and it would make sense. Maybe they drop it to them in, in a triple threat tag team match, or they drop that back to the New Day, like you said, and, they, and then they drop it to the Dragons. I don't know. Um, but maybe they do a triple threat tag team title match at SummerSlam. But the, the biggest issue, not issue, but... The biggest fear that I had with this match was that I fear it would not go over well. The match of Money in the Bank, like you, I was very happy to see them win, but a lot of people didn't were, were more overshocked than anything else because they had no incentive to believe they were going to win the titles on that show. And the match was okay. It wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a great match. It was just kind of there. Um, this match, I thought, was, was a lot better than that. They really didn't have much to go off of because they really haven't been given much promo time. Um, they just kind of... Faced them every week in six-man tag team matches and singles matches, and the primetime players won almost every single time, and that was about it. Um, but the match last night, though, I thought was probably their best match today. I know that's not saying much, but it was definitely good. Um, but still, yeah, I like the players as tag team champions. The New Day are a great heel tag team. But if the New Day, let's say after last night, they got their rematch, they're done for right now. I don't know what else they do beyond this point for right now anyway in the meantime. But who do you see stepping up as the next set of challengers for the tag team championships in the near future? Uh, you see, that's the thing right now. I mean, like those are the. I mean, like those are the real like two teams that are being showcased right now. Um, the Lucha Dragons. I mean, like you know, I guess you could, um, like um, I guess they could go with the route that uh, or that uh, you just said said the um, three way there between. Uh, Darren and Titus and New Day and the Lucha Dragons maybe at some point like uh, maybe SummerSlam or maybe like a Night of Champions or something but right now it's like you know that's uh, that's the thing um, I mean like you know if you have the Matadors randomly step up people are going to reject that you have the Ascension step up people are going to reject that because just because like neither team never never got over and the Ascension was never explained. so And that's the biggest thing that's stopping them right now. You explain them, people might actually start to give a damn. But because they're not explained, no one cares. I don't particularly care right now. Mm-hmm. And I was excited when they debuted. Now it's like I could care less. I agree. So, so like, so right now, I mean, I honestly don't really know what other team besides the, uh, or um, besides the uh, um, Dragons right now to... I mean, they have Axel and Mandow. I forgot they were even a team until just like two seconds ago because they're never on TV, you know? I mean, more over, the, more over Sandow than, than uh, Axel. I think Axel's good, and I think the Axel Mania thing was awesome for him. I think it was better oh, yeah. oh, you know, when, God, when he was doing was... Axel Mania before he became like a Hulk Hogan, a Hulk Hogan imitator. But exactly. <sighs> Sandow, though, man. Sandow is, uh, I don't even know. It's even worse than Barrett because he's not even on TV. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's losing our truth He's not even on television. It's... It's terrible, but yeah, the tag team division, I mean, it's starting to shape up again. We got Wyatt and uh, Harper back together, which is cool. I mean, we're going to have... Oh, oh, yeah, mm, true. Yeah, you we... know, um, uh, man, um, I would say maybe, like, Harper and Rowan, but Rowan's out, like, you know, yeah. and, and, like, you know, him being out, but, you know, again, couldn't happen at, at a worse time, and I would say maybe Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, but Kidd's out, so, you know, like, you know, again... Uh, they're just, uh, I mean, like, I mean, like that whole uh, uh, division right now is just getting, just like bit by the uh, bad luck bug. Yeah, 
Yeah, you, you go from Harper and Rowan, who I thought, yeah, a lot of people were saying, okay, the primetime players are just putting the titles on them because, uh-huh. you know, it, it's just uh, paper champions, transitional champions, whatever, before they drop the belts to the Wyatt family down the line. And, of course, like you said, Rowan got hurt. Maybe they do Wyatt, but it feels like they're going to go in a different direction. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so they have that. And, like you said, Kid and Cesaro out as well. And then the Usos, too, are out as well. So the whole foundation, the found, not founding three teams, but the three best teams in that division are gone for the time being. And hopefully um, around WrestleMania time, they all start to come back and maybe we get some tag team match between all three teams at WrestleMania, which would be amazing. But in the meantime, you know, at, La- at SummerSlam last year when they had a battleground, um, you know, a year ago today when they had the Usos knock off the Wyatt family, it's not like they had them, the Usos, move on to a different challenger. They moved on to Goldust and Stardust, but that was well after SummerSlam, I think. Then even well, They weren't even at the pay-per-view, so maybe they won't have them on the card. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, Speaking of Wyatt and Harper, though, we had Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns on this show. Uh, the match was good on the whole. I mean, the first half of it was pretty boring, but um, down the stretch, they picked up the pace. It was, it was a good match, had some suspenseful, nice near falls. And then in the end, some man with a hoodie. It was very obvious to be Luke Harper because you could see the beard. But um, I think even Paul said that like, oh Harper, and then friggin' and then I want to say Bradshaw said like, even five seconds later, it's all like, who is that man in the hoodie? It's like, oh, <laughs> just fucking said who it was. Not to mention the camera work. Like, yeah, with him. Yeah, their camera. Like, yeah, WWE's uh, production team is great, but sometimes their camera work can be a little. Hit or miss oh, when it's when it comes to like big moments like that. Like I hate. I mean, this is going off topic, but when they replay every single move in a match, but in replaying a move from before, they're missing the move that's happening right now. And that happened, I think, during the Cena Owens match. They were replaying maybe the sunset flip or ah, the springboard stunner or something. And then in the meantime, he was hitting the AA during the match, and he almost won. And it was it was crazy, <laughs> unsurprising. But it's it's WWE's camera work. <laughs> going back to what we were saying though. Wyatt and Reigns, then Harper gets interfered. We're not supposed to know who he is until after the match, but Luke Harper gets involved, helps Roman Reigns lose, or helps Bray Wyatt win. Roman Reigns takes a loss here after the match, or it's revealed to be Luke Harper, as if no one uh, didn't see that coming, but it's Luke Harper and Wyatt. They're back together, putting up a little video on the on the website afterwards, saying that the family is back. So what were your thoughts on the match itself, as well as the idea or the, the move to put Wyatt and Harper back together after all this time? Uh... Well, my whole thoughts on the match, um, I'll say this um, about Wyatt. This was sort of like my last, like, this was Wyatt's, like, last shot with me mm-hmm. because his last few feuds I could not have cared less about. The stuff with Dean should have been good, but it just didn't click. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the stuff with uh, Taker, I mean, the match of Mania was, um, like, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um but um, but like you know, of course, Wyatt didn't win, and then the, and then the thing with Ryback, which was came out of nowhere, random as hell, no one cared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like you know, he won that, thank God. And now this stuff with Reigns, which again sort of comes out of nowhere, and that's the biggest problem with Wyatt is not only is he just feuding with guys randomly, just at the drop of a dime, but they're also putting him in feuds where both guys need the win. Mm-hmm. You look at him and Taker at Mania, it's like, well, Taker couldn't lose because he just, I mean, like, he just lost to Mania last year to Lesnar, and Wyatt sort of needed that big win. He didn't get it. 
he, he feuded with Ryback. Both guys needed that win because Ryback wasn't doing much at that time. And Wyatt, I mean, you know, after he loses to Taker and doesn't even acknowledge that he lost. Exactly, that. yeah. Like, so he needed that win. And now this thing with him and Reigns, it's like, can you tell me the purpose behind it? Because, you know, I'm still not getting it. And, and like, the build for it started off, like, really good. The whole, like, you know, just taking some photos of him and, like, and like uh, ripping the eyes and the mouth out. And mm-hmm. then he had that picture of him and his daughter. And I'm like, okay, this is intriguing. You now have... Or, um, and right there, it's like, okay, I am now intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it just gets completely dropped. Doesn't mention the daughter again. Doesn't do the photos of Reigns again. It's like you had me care, and now I don't again. <laughs> like you, you had my attention for that little bit, and it didn't. And now it's gone. Um, like as for the match, uh, um, like you know, it was what it was. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be like anything, uh, like you know, awesome. But um, but the whole thing with the Wyatt family, like uh, coming back. First off, that family shouldn't have split up to begin with, mm-hmm. because look where all three guys went. Rowan went on Team Cena, got fired, brought him back. Uh, Harper won the Intercontinental Title, which was which was neat. Uh, but you know, again, he didn't go much, or like you know, he didn't go really anywhere after he lost it. And Wyatt just put in random feuds. So now that the family is coming back, I don't know if they're gonna throw in Rowan because he's out, or maybe like once Rowan is back, he'll come back in, or if Wyatt will debut like a new family member. But overall, like I'm actually happy that the family's coming back because it's giving all of them something to do, mm-hmm. and. And I won't lie, I, I'm probably going to give Wyatt another chance, even though I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but I think I'm going to give this whole Wyatt family coming back another chance. So, you know, again, I guess uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. I think it's funny because you have two of the greatest factions when they were at their prime, the Shield and the Wyatt family, too. You know, an amazing series of matches last year. And they both, not around the same time, but within the within a couple of months, basically, the Shield broke up in June and the Wyatt family kind of started to um, disband in the fall in September or October. And the reaction to both getting to back together is complete, the polar opposite. The Shield... Yeah. You know, you have Roman Reigns, Ambrose, and Rollins, which are all three guys. No matter how many people think, you know, Ambrose is, you know, he goes from main eventing Money in the Bank, and he's not even on the show last night. But still, he's over as all hell. He's doing pretty well for himself. And then Reigns and Rollins speak for themselves. Um, you know, and people were predicting they were going to get back together on this show, maybe in the main event, reunite or whatever, maybe building towards a triple threat at Mania, which I want to see, but I don't want to see a reunion between the three guys. Before then, after all the feuding they've done last year, it wouldn't make any sense. Um, but still, I feel like it's way too soon to get those guys back together. Whereas the Wyatt family, I am in a complete agreement where I feel like they never should have broken up to begin with. Whereas the Shield, uh, they, they pretty much did everything. They feuded with everybody. They won the titles. They went undefeated for X amount of months, seven or eight months. The Wyatt family won no titles. They went undefeated for a few months. They lost all of their feuds. And they really did not reach that full potential, not even close. There was so much more left in the tank when they split them up prematurely last fall. So, and I've been begging for this since the start of the year, and I'm so happy it happened. But, um, like you said, Rowan's out for the time being. I don't know what they do. 
uh, with that third member. And I mean, I'll get back to the reports in a second. But yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier, with the feud between the two, the daughter stuff was intriguing, if only because it was something different. I mean, people can call it wacky all they want. You know, it's completely unrealistic, whatever. But it's a story. You know, by the end of this feud in the last couple of weeks, there has it's been no that story. We haven't seen in a while like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was the biggest thing for me. It's like, okay, when did they involve like outside family members like this? Like in just in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, last I can think of was when they brought in Ray Sum Dominic for yeah. the stuff. Ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so stuff like that, yeah, it's it's completely out of the ordinary, exactly. It's different. And that fits the character for Wyatt too. And I th- and I've said this a million times on Twitter and on here and whatever, but I feel like with the promos that he cuts, I mean he he's a very good mic worker that goes without saying, but the content of his promos don't make any sense, and early on he could get away with it because it was intriguing. You could pay it. You, you were just you were glued to your screen when he was talking, but now the, his promo work. I mean, what the content of his promos mean nothing because, like you said, it's like he's rambling now. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's exactly like, you know, it. He's just making up words as he goes along. Yeah, he's you know I'm the new face of fear. Like you said, loses the taker. So and then he still calls oh, himself. That's the, all that bothers me so much. Like, how are you the new face of fear if you <laughs> if you can't beat the old face? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and he can. And Taker never commented on it, and I'm sure they won't comment on it. It's like that feud never even happened. Like you said, it, they just completely erased up from history. I enjoyed the match. I'm glad it happened, but there was no need for it to happen. But that happened. Even the Ryback win. I mean, he beats Ryback, and then two weeks later, Ryback wins the Intercontinental Championship. Why it's not even on the card? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Why was he even in the freaking match? <laughs> exactly. He wasn't even in the chamber match. And I don't want to hear the. I don't want to hear the uh, argument from people. They wanted to protect Wyatt. When was the last time they protected him? If they want to protect him, you don't put him in feuds that he can't win. It's a lose-lose, so that's no argument, too. I'm glad he won on this show. He finally backed up what he was saying, and kind of. I mean, this is only one night, so I don't want to get my hopes up too much, and I'm glad the family's back together. And I feel like that's another issue with Wyatt, the character right now. It's no you know fault on him, but it felt like the character was missing something for a long time, and now that they finally have the family back together, or at least two-thirds of it, maybe he's going to start to get that mystique back that he started to lose after the family broke up. Even before that, they did wrong by his character by having him lose to Cena, and Jericho wants whatever, but um, at least finally they're going to be starting to do something with him. But that third member is what I want to ask you about. It's SummerSlam. I've been reading some reports and whatever a couple hours ago. It looks like it's SummerSlam from what it looks like. It might be a six-man tag team match. Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and possibly Sting, who has been rumored to be coming in for uh, about a week or so now, versus the team of Wyatt, Luke Harper, and with Rowan out, I guess they're gonna have to find they're gonna have to find a mystery partner. So, who do you think on the current roster could uh, fit that spot well? The Sting thing keeps confusing me. I'm like, why the hell is Sting getting involved in this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, anyone on the current roster? Um, I see, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, if you're going to be part of the Wyatt family, it's like you need to have a really, mis- like, you know, a real mystique to you. I mean, like, if you look at, or, well, you know, if you look at, at guys like Harper and Rowan, I mean, like, if you were to line up everyone on the roster right now, Rowan and Harper would be the guys that you, um, I wouldn't say, like, those would be the two guys you would notice first, but they would be one of the first guys that you would notice first because they stand out from the rest of the pack of, 
pack. I mean, like, they're tall. They got the giant-ass beards. I mean, like, they just look creepy. And I was on the roster right now. It's like, I can't think of anyone that fits that bill. I mean, like, some people are saying uh, Bo Dallas, which, like, you know, would kind of make sense because he's Bray Wyatt's real-life brother. Um, and, I mean, like, I hate Bo Dallas, so, like, <laughs> so, like, you know, if anything to, to change him up and make me like him, I guess, you know, go for it. But as for anyone on the current roster right now, I mean, I I honestly don't know. So I would say that Bo Dallas, I guess, would be your best bet. That's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking about that earlier today, that Bo Dallas would not be a perfect fit, but the most likely candidate, I guess, because I know there were rumblings of putting him and Wyatt together as some sort of new Wyatt family or a tag team, whatever. Earlier this year when he was feuding, and not feuding, but um, he had a few matches with, with Ryback and whatever, and that ended up going nowhere. He had that short-lived feud with Neville, which also went nowhere. Um, but Dallas, though, you know, with his current character, it would make completely no sense. Absolutely not. But if they were going to repackage him into a Wyatt minion or brainwash him, like you said, you have that chemistry there. Um, because they are real life brothers, it, it might work. And you know, I was thinking that it really doesn't matter all that much. But um, and one I'm, thing too, mm-hmm. um, one thing I actually thought of during the uh, show last night is like, what if, or um, is like, what if they actually brought in a diva to be sis, be to be sister? What the hell's her name? Um, oh, uh, Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, I mean, that would be something. I mean, I don't know who you would bring in, but I mean. Like, you know, again, he, te- he keeps talking of his sister, so it's like, well, why not bring her in? Why not bring in someone to be that? That's a good I mean, idea, like that, yeah. I mean, that to me, that would grab all of my, just, I mean, just my eyes would be glued. I'd mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, this is different. I like it. Exactly. I feel like, you know, that was something that a lot of people were talking about when he first arrived on the scene about two years ago, and he would bring him up all the time, and... I know they did a promo where they said that she was dead, but you know we're talking about Bray Wyatt here. He's crazy. Maybe he's, maybe he does not mean dead in the literal sense. So maybe he just thinks that she's dead or something like that, or like maybe he's yeah, like you know he's thinking that like maybe dead's like another word or something like that or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's possible. Like I feel like uh, you know when that was being first discussed amongst fans and stuff about two years ago, people were thinking Paige, and I'm glad they didn't do that. I mean, it would I oh, get the, no. the the gothic thing I get, but she's way she was way too over in NXT. She's too much of a great wrestler to be um, shoehorned into that gimmick. If they're going to be doing that, then uh, they got to find somebody who has not been exposed in NXT TV at all. Like it can't be. I mean, Dana Brooke would be the worst possible choice, but like her uh, using her as an example, like you know, we already know who she is, and people recognize NXT. So if they were going to bring her in as Sister Abigail, it would make absolutely no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. it, it, I mean, like, I'm just trying to think. Like, I mean, like, like I, I've never seen her wrestle. I'm not sure if she's wrestled in match, but like, you know, what about? Um, and like, I mean, I'm sure that not a whole lot of people would like this idea. But what about uh, what about that uh, Zara girl or whatever the hell her name is? Oh, the um, the Rollins fiance or whatever her name is. Yeah, the girl that had the thing <laughs> with Rollins and his genitals were showing or whatever the deal was there. Yeah, her, yeah. Uh, just just because, like, well, like you know, again, I have not seen her compete. I don't know if she ever has competed before, mm-hmm. but you know. I, I mean, like, the best guess for her is, like, 
you know, wife's got tattoos, she, or she's got tattoos, so <laughs> I know it's really dumb logic, but, you know, hey, why not? No, well, no, yeah, I'm thinking that too. I'm trying to think of other people that are in NXT or signed to developmental contracts that we have yet to see debut on TV, and the only reason I know of her is from that whole fiasco, and I'm, I can't think of anyone else right now. I'm sure there are a bunch of no-namers, but... Um, that could be the best possible guess for right now if they were going to do it in the near future. And the thing is, is that even if she's not, you know, polished in the ring, she wouldn't have to wrestle. Like Lana's been on TV for the last year or two now, and she has never wrestled a match at all. The, the most physical she's gotten is slapping people, and that's it. And I'm sure I don't know how good she is in the ring, but this Zahara girl, whatever her name is, um, if she's not good in the ring and they want to have her wrestle a match eventually in the two years that she's serving as Sister Abigail or a manager for Wyatt, or whatever else is going on, she can continue to improve in the ring and developmental. Not NXT TV, but, you know, just kind of behind the scenes and stuff. But I I like it. I feel like, yeah, like I said before, I feel like the character is missing something. So um, if they were to go with something like that, a sister Abigail, and Wyatt in interviews in the past, I've seen interviews of his where people have asked him, like, are we ever going to see sister Abigail on TV? And he didn't say that she was dead. He might have, I'm not sure, but he kind of, Bounce, he kind of dances around the question where he doesn't say yes or no because I'm sure he's leaving that door open if they want to go that route um, storyline-wise. So it's anyone's guess, but I would love to see something like that kind of uh, come to fruition. Maybe not in the very near future, like the next month or so, but at, at some point, maybe even later on this year, um, it would certainly add to or help White get back to that uh, point where he was, you know, had that mystique about his character. So up next, we had a triple threat women's match between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Brie Bella, a representative from all three teams. Um, pretty good match. Easily one of the best women's matches we've seen in the main roster in some time, which kind of goes to that saying. But Charlotte comes out victorious, um, pins Brie Bella for the win, makes her submit. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Nothing on the line, just kind of a representative of all three factions match, but good for what it was. So what were your thoughts on the match and the current women's revolution going on right now in the main roster? Uh, I thought it was fucking great. I mean, like, you know, um, I will not lie. I was, um, I was at my wit's end with that whole thing because, um, um, at least until this, or, um, last Monday. Um, and mostly because, like, I mean, part of it was because of the way that, like, they were writing for the Divas and, like, how they were booking for them and whatnot. And the other part was because of the fans. I mean, like, I mean, just... And, you know, if there's one thing that you've got to learn in any form of anything in this world is that you can never please everybody. <laughs> exactly. But, and, um, and, and really, um... Uh, I just remember uh, just at the start of that segment, it was just Nikki. She was just going to be talking and whatnot. And I just thought, oh, lovely, where she's going to talk. Paige is going to come out. They're going to set up a match for Battleground because everyone wants to see another rematch between these two <laughs> because it's gone over so well. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, yep, I'm about reaching my wit's end. Then Stephanie comes out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Basically says, yeah, we're changing shit up. Out comes <laughs> Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte, and I'm like, okay, uh, that wit's end is now. I'm now at my wit's beginning, so <laughs> I'm happy now. Uh, but um, as for the match on Sunday, uh, it's. I mean, like it was great, and hopefully we see more of that. And I never thought I would say this again, but I'm excited for where 
the Divas are heading now. Now that uh, uh, now that uh, we've got Divas there like Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky, I mean, like now there's a real change up, and you can feel it now too, which is great. Agreed, and I feel like, you know, there have been some complaints, you know, understandably so, that people believe that all three women, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, should have been called up individually, you know, kind of individually establish their characters and not kind of group them all up together and call them up simultaneously on the same night, whatever, but I feel like calling them up all at the same time gives us a variety of fresh matches. Say, you know, if they just called up Charlotte... It would have been, you know, Charlotte and Brie this week. Charlotte, Nikki next week. I mean, it would have been fresh for a while. Charlotte, Nikki for the next like two months. Which, exactly. That's which, a, like, you know, people would be excited about it for like the first two weeks, and then everyone would just get tired of it. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that feel, yeah, with, with three men, with three women up at the same time, you could do stuff like this. You know, where you have different matches. You could do triple threats, which we haven't. When was the last triple threat non-title women's match we've seen? In WWE, I can't think of one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> on TV, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't even want to know when the last time was. <laughs> but, yeah, this is really good stuff. And, of course, they're probably going the direction after what they teased last night. Charlotte and Nikki, um, maybe maybe as soon as SummerSlam, maybe they hold off. Maybe they, I don't know if they would do a nine-person tag team match. That kind of screams clusterfuck all around it. But and they have a lot of good talent in there. But doing a nine-women's tag team match might be a little crazy. Um, but still, I mean, there's so much freshness, like you said. I'm actually legitimately excited to see what they do. We're looking forward to seeing what they do with the women tonight on Raw, what else they kick off, and hopefully in due time we get Bailey up there and um, maybe one other person from NXT too. And while the whole NXT four horsemen or four horse women, excuse me, on, on the main roster, we can get a whole bunch of fresh matches. So, yeah, I give that a thumbs up as well. In between, or uh, we go to the the Big Show Miz segment was after this match, but up next we had the United States Championship match between John Cena and Kevin Owens. Another magical match between the two. Um, I don't think they're the best. I mean, it was really really good. I thought their Money in the Bank match was better than their, the first one, even even though the first one was my favorite. But all three have been great, regardless. Um, a lot of good near falls. In the end, John Cena forces Kevin Owens to tap out to retain the United States Championship. So. A shocking ending, if there ever was one. I mean, not shocking in the Undertaker return, kind of shocking, but just shocking in the sense that I didn't think they would actually go that route. They did go that route. Um, I mean, it was it was an amazing match, but the finish kind of left a little bit to be desired, and John Cena still the United States champion. So, Jamie, what were your thoughts on the match and the very controversial finish or polarizing finish, I guess is the word for it, um, coming out of this contest? I've got NC... I've got three, um, I wouldn't, well, like, I guess you could say, like, three problems uh, with the match. Um, but uh, uh, before I say those, I will say the match was very good. I'm not saying that it wasn't good whatsoever because it really, really was. Um, but one of my problems with it, and is the fact that I felt like I was watching a carbon copy of Money in the Bank or Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. And my second problem is Owens losing because, like, you know, he loses, okay, uh, he loses the NXT title to Finn Balor at... Uh, Beast and East, mm-hmm. 
So one would think, okay, he's going to win the U.S. title the battleground. That doesn't even happen. <laughs> so it's like, okay, he loses. And my third problem is with the way he lost. By su- really submission? <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, I don't understand it. But, but like, but the match itself, though, was really good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch it. You definitely should. But if I were to rank their their past three matches from the Chamber of Money in the Bank and Battleground, I would probably put Battleground at number three. Yeah, because, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, um, like I said, it just felt like I was watching a copy of what I saw the past two months. But one thought I did have um, was because I know at TakeOver, he's got the rematch against Balor, and we, and we don't know what he's doing at SummerSlam. Because if they leave him off SummerSlam, it's, that's a terrible idea. Mm. Um, but, uh, but what I'm thinking uh, at TakeOver, and I, know, and I know a lot of people are probably not going to like this, but he beats Balor. Gets his title back. Yep. Next night is SummerSlam. Let's say you do like a fatal four-way between Rusev, Cesaro, Cena, and Owens. Cena doesn't get pinned. Owens pins like Rusev, I guess. And he wins the U.S. title. Wins the NXT title and the U.S. title. Best weekend ever. <laughs> that, that And now that is one thought. And... And really, like, that's the only thing I can think of that could possibly happen. Because, I mean, like, I don't see any other reason as to why, I mean, like, why this happened last night. And, I mean, I I don't want to say that Owens is ruined from the loss or even from tapping out because it's nothing, uh, you know. He isn't buried, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting tired of seeing Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's... a great promo can fix it. I mean, it's not on Raw, but I feel like... I don't know. I agree. I mean, I was saying last week that, you know, he lost the Money in the Bank clean. You know, I, w- I, w- I would have gone with Owens undefeated for a little while longer, but it is what it is. Still a great match. And then, as you mentioned, losing the NXT title, which, again, logical, given where they were, Finn Balor's time was now, and, and then moving Owens on to the main roster. And, okay, that's fine, but then winning the U.S. title... That's the whole thing with the second loss to Cena, or the first loss back in Money in the Bank in their second match. I was fine with that because it felt like, okay, they got to give Cena a win eventually. And then in doing so, they have him, you know, they have him win the third fall, and that's it, or the third, you know, match in their feud, whatever. And it would have made up for it. And he lost again. And then, like you said, the way that he lost was even more embarrassing. And I know he said in a backstage Fallout video that he wanted to, you know, live to fight another day, which is fine. I'm sure he'll say it tonight on Raw, but. I don't know. I just feel like with, with Owens, he's a special attraction. And I said this from the start that Owens should be the one guy, should be the one guy that Cena feuds with that he can't beat. Right off the bat, anyway. Like, have him lose the first few matches. He lost a chamber. And the thing is, is that if he was going to win this match anyway, if Cena, if they're going to keep the belt on Cena, then why the hell did they have him win at Money in the Bank? You know, that makes no sense in retrospect. The, the belt wasn't on the line. Owens wanted the championship anyway. He said after he lost that now I want the title. Why why didn't you want it the first time? So I don't know if they're going back and forth or if this was the plan from the start. Maybe there is some grand plan, like you said, winning both belts the same weekend or doing a four away or winning it tonight. I have no idea. But I also mentioned this on Twitter too that they could have done 
a best of five series, you know, like Booker T, oh, Benoit yeah. style or something like that. We haven't seen it in a long time. I know TNA does them all the time, but we haven't seen one in WWE in um, several years. When was the last? Do you know when the last time you got a best of five or a best of seven series was? I can't. I can't remember. I think, or, um, I think it was actually Booker T and Chris Benoit back from 05. I think. You think so? Late, uh, late 05, yeah. Wow, yeah, so about 10 years. And this, If there's any two guys that could pull it off, it'd be Cena Owens. But Yeah, definitely. Anyway. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing, though, uh, that does kind of give me, like, or, um, uh, uh, just one thing that does kind of give me, like, a little bit of hope was when Cena hit, or um, was when Cena hit his finisher from the top rope and Owens uh, kicked out. Which, one, like, legitimately, I cannot remember anyone doing that, so yeah. that was big. But one thing that Cole said, um, he said that, like, I haven't seen that look on Cena's face since he lost to The Rock at WrestleMania 28, which was three years ago. Oh, yeah, and, correct, yeah. I didn't even hear yeah. him say that, it's great. Which, which, that to me is like, okay, psychology in wrestling matters. I'm going to say that now. It matters a lot. Mm-hmm. That right there, it's like, you know, I'm I'm just hoping that like that one sequence means something. So it's like, you know, there's more. Or just like something good will happen with this. But like, you know, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, hopefully they can go back on that moment. And uh, if anything, I mean, if they were going to have Cena win regardless, I would have just had him beat him there. I mean, having him tap out was the worst-case scenario. Uh, I mean, I hate non-finishes in wrestling, but in this case, I feel like it was... if they're Like I said, if they're going to keep the belts on Cena, Owen should have won here regardless. I don't care if you had a cheat or not, you should have won here. But if they wanted to keep the belt on Cena, a non-finish or interference from Cesaro or Rusev or weren't even on this show would have been just fine. I mean, you know, have him go to a DQ, give Owens the win or Cena the win, and then set up a four-way for the pay-per-view in SummerSlam. And if they're going to get the belt back or give the belt to Owens at SummerSlam, you know, regardless of whether he wins the NXT Championship, if it's a one-on-one match, then why would you bother having him lose last night? You know, I feel like it takes away from his momentum then adds to it, and he's a special guy. He's a one-of-a-kind talent. So to just make him another dude, just to make him another dude on the Raw roster would... I don't know, kind of hinder his momentum, but as they mentioned, maybe there's some grand plan for all this. I mean, <laughs> that's that's wishing, that's asking for a lot from WWE, but um, you know, he came in with a huge bang and a, and a lot of momentum with that clean win over Cena. So I'm hoping there is some uh, there there is some hope left for Owens going forward. So we'll go quickly on this. We got Big Show and Miz. Miz comes out, you know, bragging to the audience about whatever, just talking about the Intercontinental Championship. Out comes Big Miz Show. Like he shops in fucking Hilton's closet. <laughs> yeah, coming out is this outrageous outfit, and then out comes Big Show with his uh with with his shirt tucked in and all, and someone tweeted. I think it was the Big Show looking like he just got back from dinner with his shirt shoves. Really <laughs> I, I think it was the WWE uh, creative parody account that tweeted that. Oh, he has his shirt tucked in, so that means he's going face tonight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that that made me legitimately lol. That was pretty funny. But uh, he, he comes out, he knocks out Miz, then he goes back to the back. And I like Miz, I hate Big Show, but this just felt like a waste of time. I know they needed to kill time before the main event, but... And, this is a great heel, though. I mean, like, I cannot... I mean, he's way better as a heel than a face. Oh, way better, yeah. Yeah, he's great in his role. He, he really knows his character and he hones it well, but just... Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like it, this feud over the IC title really hasn't even been that bad. I was looking forward to the match, and I'm sure it would have done well, and I, I guess they wanted to kill some time before the main event or just kind of bring the crowd down or whatever. But when the reaction coming out of a segment is, 
is Big Show turning face or is he is he still a heel? That's not the reaction that you want to get, you know, because he's already turned. Uh, no, does the cookie crumble? Does the is the sky blue? Like that's why. Like that. <laughs> uh, these are the questions that need to be answered. <laughs> exactly. Thankfully, it didn't last long though. Yeah, Miz is great, but then oh. uh, less of Big Show is better. But just I, I don't know. It just felt weird. This is strange. Um, I want to say though, um, uh, the whole thing about Ryback being out. Um, it sucks, definitely. Yeah. Um, but of all people to be out with a staph infection, it has to be right. <laughs> yeah. Get, so him, get him a Z-Pack stat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's so funny, but yeah, it, it sucks, but it's also funny, and hopefully they can, uh, he, he comes back healthy soon, and they don't have to take the title right. off of him. I know they had to do it with Daniel Bryan, he's going to be out for a long time, but from what it sounds like, Ryback won't be out too much longer, so hopefully they don't have to strip him of the championship. He's had a pretty decent uh, reign so good. far. I mean, like, you know, I know it's not Brian's fault and it's not Ryback's fault, but I'm so tired of seeing that title getting stripped. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm just tired in general of seeing titles being stripped. Yeah. Just that, just that one little thing in late, I think, 2013, that that got me so tired of titles not or of titles <laughs> not of not having a title holder. I got so tired of that so quick. You mean the abeyance storyline? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that word, abeyance. I hate that word. I, I hadn't even heard of that word before, that storyline. But now every time I hear it, which is far and few between, I just throw up in my mouth. I hated that storyline so much. Which was at the same time at Battleground 2013, which I, I honestly thought was one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. That was an atrocious oh, yeah. pay-per-view. But coming to think, you know, two years later, how much, how far they've come since then. But... <laughs> Yeah. That was atrocious. And the worst thing is that after a title gets stripped, they put it up for grabs in, in a battle royal of all things, or a freaking tournament or a chamber. Like, yeah. you can't have a one-on-one match or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. It just makes the title feel like shit. So, and Ryback's doing well with it. He's he's not the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, but he's probably the best we've seen in at least a year or two because this title means oh, yeah. absolutely nothing right now, but... Anyway, we, so we get to the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins defending against Brock Lesnar. The match goes all of four or five or six minutes. Did not last long at all. Um, match is pretty much a glorified ass-kicking of Rollins. Lesnar hits the, the F5, one, two, three, and entertaining for what it was. Not a complaint whatsoever. I think it was perfect the way they booked this out. Um, but he, he lands the F5, one, two, lights go out, Undertaker comes out. Grand return, plays goes nuts. And he lands Lesnar with a choke slam, subsequent to Tombstones, and we go off the show with Undertaker walking back up the ramp. So, um, not a huge shot. I mean, it was, it was surprising, of course, but this was rumored a couple days ago. Great to see Taker probably, I mean, he's not in a phenomenal shape, but he's still in a lot better shape than he was a year and a half ago when he faced Lesnar the first time at WrestleMania oh, yeah. 30. That was atrocious. <laughs> but um, Undertaker is back. So, what are your instant reactions to the return of the Phenom on WWE programming. What do you think they're going to... What's the direction they're going in, going into SummerSlam? All I'm going to say is now, it's tough as hell to avoid dirt sheets because of that, because, like, that stuff was spoiled two days ago. Yeah. But, 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 however, I can't say much because, you know, I was the one that decided to read what was happening, so... True, like, true, yeah, same here, yep. Yeah, but, um, but, um, after Taker being back, I'm like, hey, it's not Mania season and Taker's here. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, for the match itself with, um, Lesnar and Rollins, um, like, you know, uh, it was great. Um, I mean, Rollins can definitely take one hell of an ass-kicking. 
um, and like, um, and you know, like that's one thing that we don't know yet is um, uh, Rollins pretty much vanished when Taker appeared, and so did the referee. So they're missing. <laughs> they've got Raw tonight, like yeah. miraculously. Uh, but as for Taker and, Le- and um, Lesnar right now, um, I just find that like the or the timing of it is a little off because like oh or, uh, because like oh now Taker wants you know his uh, 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 um, he wants to avenge the twenty one and one record or twenty two and one now I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, but uh, but right now as for Taker and Lesnar. Um, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I'm hoping what happens will be great. Uh, but, uh, just the one thing that just keeps bugging me, me, though, is that, like, people are debating who's the face and who's the heel. Here's my take on it. Does it really matter who's the face and who's the heel? No, not at all. Like, no, it doesn't. No, these are two larger-than-life superstars that have a score to settle. That's it. Lesnar broke the streak, the legendary WrestleMania streak. Taker wants his revenge. Just let it happen. Who cares who's the heel and who is the face? Lesnar is not either. Taker is not either. You know who Brock Lesnar is? He's Brock Lesnar. You know who Taker is? He's Taker. <laughs> that, like, that's it. So do not, do not stress your lives, people over who is the face and who is the heel. Just enjoy the ride. Undertaker is here in July. <laughs> and in August, it looks like. So <laughs> calm down. Just enjoy the ride. He's here. And I'm I'm pumped. It's Taker, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, I agree. I, I, you know, I made complaints in the past with the women especially, I mean, we have the Bell Twins, Babyface, I mean, quote-unquote Babyface, for one week and heal the yeah. next, and zero development, character development in the Divas division, and some of the other characters, Adam Rose, Fandango, like, am I supposed to cheer or boo them? I don't even know, I don't care. Yeah. But with guys like, I love the word that you use, the larger-than-life characters that these guys are, these two icons, you can just, you could cheer for him if you want. Lesnar has never been a full-fledged heel. I mean, he's an amazing, he, he's great at getting people to hate him, but, um, you know, people are going to cheer him regardless. He's great at what he does. He never really turned babyface. He's always kind of been that anti-hero, ass-kick, ass-kicking anti-hero, and he doesn't have to turn heel again, or Taker's never really been, you know, he's never abided by the law either. He's the same guy that that killed his parents in a fire, yet we still cheer for him anyway. You know what I mean? It's We're sick like that. We're sick fans, but we're cheering for a murderer. So it doesn't even matter. So, yeah, I completely agree on that front too. And the match itself, you know, Lesnar and Taker would not have been, you know, if, if you told me a couple months ago, Taker's coming back for August. He's coming back for SummerSlam. Who should he face? You know, Taker, you know, Lesnar was last on my list. Um, but I think, you know, it, it doesn't matter if he's facing him or, you know, a returning Yoshitatsu. It doesn't matter. Like you said, Undertaker's back here at SummerSlam. It's it's so great. And on the point, and I was saying the same exact thing. Why would he be back now to avenge the loss of the streak as opposed to a year ago? Kind of going back to what we were saying before, how the feud with Wyatt was a complete waste of time and how that was completely neglected by WWE and really never really uh, happened. But um, I was thinking earlier, I guess, and it depends how they 
structure it. Like if Taker comes out tonight and says, you know, I came back to avenge the loss, you know, then it, then it doesn't make any sense. But if he comes out tonight or if they explain it by saying that he was the grand plan that, that Rollins and Kane were talking about last week on Raw, I kind of get that. Or if they have him come back because he was part of the plan and or because he wanted to take out Lesnar for taking out his brother Kane. So I could see that if they wanted to do that. And he could also say because Rollins has always been a dick to Kane the last couple of months, maybe he goes after him too. I mean, it would have been probably better if Rollins like he didn't vanish completely out of, out of midair and I didn't see him on the back of my milk carton this morning. That, you know, just come, at least explaining his absence. And, you know, I'm hoping for a triple threat. I feel like a triple threat would be the best course of action to go here because a one-on-one match, I know Taker's in better physical condition than he was a year and a half ago. But I feel like, I know they had amazing matches 12 years ago, but the key word there is 12 years ago. I don't think they can create that same magic. And Lesnar, I want to see him face new people. And I could see the Lesnar argument, but putting him in a triple threat with Rollins and Lesnar, it gives Rollins an opponent. You don't have to beat Lesnar. And Taker, maybe, I don't think he has to win, but maybe he gets pinned. I don't know. But still, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think they're going to do at SummerSlam? Do you think it's one-on-one, triple threat? Maybe they're going something a completely different direction. Um, how do you see their, their shaping up going into SummerSlam? Um, I'm thinking it's going to be... Uh, um, see, the thing is, like, I think it's going to be just uh, Taker and Lesnar because... Um, um, I know that there's some folks that have been saying that, like, maybe Rollins will face uh, Triple H at um, SummerSlam. And, like, this is probably the uh, the uh, mark in me talking because he's my all-time favorite. But I wouldn't mind seeing Triple H and Rollins. But, like, you know, again, I could definitely see, like, where people would be, like, just all over that. Like, no, this isn't terrible. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but a triple threat would be neat because well you know again um with the exception for the match that they had in the uk uh two and a half years ago now rollins has never faced taker or so like so that uh could also be something Mm -hmm. but uh, but like um i would say like those are really like the only two uh routes they can take right now um if they're gonna do taker and lesnar I think they should at least make it uh, no holds barred or something like that. So Taker's not very limited. Yeah. So that so that way, like you know, he can do like you know a bunch of rest holds. So that way, um, and like uh, use like a chair or a, or like or like you know whatever. So yeah, uh, definitely. I I mean, like really, uh, those are really the uh, two routes I could just see them taking. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying Triple H, and um, I can definitely see where... I mean, I want to see that match, too. I think the only issue with it right now would be is that I, I could have seen it like a month or two ago when they were teasing tension, they had the two come face-to-face and whatever, and I know he's still using the pedigree, but yeah. they, they really haven't teased that same tension in the last month before maybe Money in the Bank, I think. Well, yeah, Money in the Bank. And they just kind of stopped at cold turkey and it hasn't they haven't done anything with them since. If they continue that, maybe it would have made more sense. But right now, anyway, feels like it's... I don't want to say way too soon, 
but I feel like it's a match better saved for WrestleMania, but that kind of gets in the way of the Shield triple threat that everyone wants to see, myself included, but, so I don't know what you do with it, I just feel like right now, we have five weeks, maybe something happens, but I feel like right now it might be too soon to be doing that match, not that I don't want to see it, I think it'd be a great match, it makes sense, maybe you turn, I'd rather see Triple H go babyface before Rollins, I think Rollins is an amazing heel right now, he's the full-time guy anyway, um, wrestling-wise, but um, still, I feel, what was the thing I was going to say in regards to this feud? But maybe the Triple H comes out of retirement for this one. Oh, what I was, what I was thinking was that if they... Out of retirement for the fifth time? Yeah, for the fifth time, exactly. Like, like how he retired at SummerSlam a couple years ago when he lost to Brock Lesnar. Look how that turned out. <laughs> the only way... Out of retirement for a retirement match. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. How stupid is that? And then, um, what I was thinking was that in regards to this match, that although I don't want to see Triple H and Rollins at SummerSlam, I do want to see it, just not this soon. The only positive is that if it does go down next month, is that if it means the end of the authority. And now thinking about it, and thinking about the it. the actual end, not just like, oh, we're going to go away for two months <laughs> and then we're going to magically reappear. Cause Exactly. Yeah. Well, in, in that feud, in, in that feud, though, like I mentioned, I think I, I would put Triple H as the babyface. So there's no way they can get back together. Maybe you could still have the quote unquote authority with uh, Triple H and Stephanie, just not overbearing heel authority figures. That's been done to death and needs to end. And Stephanie already teased the babyface turn last week anyway. I think it's just inconsistency, and they just don't care. But I think that'd be you know they could kind of go off of that and explain the, her quote unquote turn last week by saying that. You know, but by turning Triple H two, if they want to do that, and it makes sense because although, like I said, the tease tension between Rollins and Triple H hasn't been there for the last month. It was there before, but it hasn't been since Money in the Bank. Um, the Authority's pretty much done anyway. I mean, Big Show is still there, but Kane got taken out. J and J Security are gone, and then that, that's pretty much it. So if they wanted to turn them babyface and do away with the Authority, that's the only positive that I could see. For right now, anyway, and I would I would take the authority over you know logic or whatever any day because I, I mean I yeah. take logic over the authority any day because I don't want to see the authority anymore. I don't know a lot of people that do. Um, it just it just needs to end. So, but um, also in regards to the finish of this pay per view, before we before we finish up here, just one last note. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this in regards to you know how Battleground 2013 ended in a very similar fashion. The main event ended in a no contest, no official ruling, like you mentioned. Referee was gone. Rollins was gone. Um, do you think that, not a bad finish, but did that bother you at all? Did you feel like there was a better way they could have done that to make it more decisive? Because I feel like the small stuff like that, if they can at least ring the bell, and I know it would have kind of not ruined the moment, but it would have made sense. While well, Taker's there, you hear the, you hear the bell ring, whatever. Um, I don't know what they would have done, but the you know not announcing the finish, going off 15 minutes early and... For a pay-per-view, no less. A Raw, I get. For a pay-per-view, I just didn't understand it. So what were your thoughts on the non-finish of the, of the title match? Um, well, we've had, and I think over like the last two years, we've had a very small amount of clean finishes on pay-per-views. Um, so, like, I mean, I mean, I think it's, like, it's a very bad habit of them, but I think I've just gotten so used it happening that like I almost sort of like I mean I mean like like I mean right now I would uh, right now I think that like you would be a fool to guess like oh this match is going to end clean shoulders on the ground one two three or uh, or a clear cut tap out um, and um, 
And like now, these days, when they're hit, or, um, um, uh, I just know now that uh, these days, that like whenever there is a clean finish in the main event of a pay-per-view, like sometimes you gotta like backtrack in your mind, like wait, wait, was that clean? Were there shoulders in the mat? Was there a foot on the rope? Did the ref actually count to three? Three and like, and like really like it's gotten that bad to where people actually do that. And me, like, no, and and me, like, uh, that's also something that I do because like you know it's like it's just gotten so ridiculous over the last two years, and now it's like I'm I'm hoping that uh, that. Like, you know, we get a clear-cut winner at SummerSlam in some main event match, whether if it's Taker, Lesnar, or Rollins, and Triple H, or if they go down that route of a triple threat or whatever. It would be nice to actually see a clear-cut winner, shoulders in the mat, you know, one, two, three, or tap out or whatever. And going back in my mind right now, we haven't seen many clean finishes. Like you said, they're very rare on pay-per-view. In the main event of a pay-per-view... Yeah. In the last couple of years, I know we had one at Fastlane, and wow, um, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like straight up matches, and Fastlane was like the last one in the last, at least the last year. I I don't even know. I mean, in straight up singles or multi man matches, it's always something like like you said, interference. Was there a foot on the rope? A referee bump? It, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I know we're in the. Well, I know, look at like every little like aspect of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah, and you would you would never see that in you know, 10, 15, 30, I know, in the, even in the Attitude Era, but before that, and I don't know, it's just ridiculous, but and I know we're in the network era where people aren't going to, like in Night of Champions 2013, when Daniel Bryan won with a quick count, and the next night they stripped him of the title, and they were offering people wow. refunds, which was the dumbest thing ever, um, you know, just stuff like that, and I know they, they can kind of quote-unquote get away with it, because it's their network, you're only paying ten bucks. It shouldn't matter. Well, it does because if you feel cheated out of a pay per view of a main uh, of a, a main event of a pay per view, then why should I tune into the next pay per view main event to see what happens if it's going to end well, like that? Ten bucks or fifty bucks, you know, money's money. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I understand why they wanted to protect Lesnar. I'm glad they didn't beat him, but that's nothing. The le- it's so it's so simple. All you have to do is just ring the bell. That you just uh, ring the bell. Don't even you don't even have to make an announcement. I mean that'd be nice, but just ring the bell to quality to signify the match is over. Don't you know end the match or just have like Roman Reigns and Sheamus a couple weeks ago. We had Reigns run to the back to, to find his daughter, and then Sheamus was in the ring. They didn't do a count. They did a count up the next time they faced off, but the first time he ran to the back and they went to commercial. Like is the match still go? Is Lesnar and Rollins is like is Lesnar and Rollins still happening right now? I am not sure. And I guess we'll find out tonight on Raw. And like you mentioned before, Rollins is still is still missing, as is the referee, so we're not sure um how he is and hopefully someone checks up on him. But um yeah, other than that though, I'm not gonna complain. I feel like that was, you know, a great way to go out off the show at The Undertaker and uh Definitely closed off a, a very entertaining event, to say the least. So what were your overall thoughts on, on Battleground last night before we wrap it up? Uh, Battleground overall, um, like I said, uh, I would probably put it in the in the line of, like, uh, I would say ever since Mania, we've just had consistently good shows. Like, uh, Mania itself was great. Uh, Extreme Rules was solid. Payback was solid. Uh, Chamber was uh, it was a fun show. Uh, Money in the Bank uh, was also um, uh, that was also good, and Battleground was good too. So like, 
so we've had consistent like good shows so so uh battleground last night um if i had to go with a series rating out of 10 i'd probably give it uh give it a seven I think it was good. I definitely agree. I feel like most of the pay-per-views this year, not every single one has been stellar, but it's not like last year or the year before where we have those complete shit shows. Like, why did I just waste my time watching that? For the most part, we've had good to great shows this year, very solid year for WWE, and it's only going to get better with SummerSlam right around the corner in just 34 more days. Can't wait for it, but... as always, it's to be next month. What was that? I said, uh... Or, um... Um, I said, uh... Uh, Brooklyn uh, or, um, uh, is the or, or sorry, uh, Brooklyn is the location to be next month. Oh yeah, NXT. You got Ring of Honor that same weekend, and the Ring of Honor. Yeah, so, and then yeah, SummerSlam like, that weekend. Yeah, NXT Takeover that Saturday. It, it's gonna be nuts. It's been a pretty good summer so far for WWE. Fan heaven, right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's wrestling fan heaven. So uh, it's, it's going to be a crazy week. I'll be at SummerSlam that Sunday, but yeah, New York City is uh, it's going to be hot. Brooklyn's going to be hopping in that, that weekend. So hopefully you can come on down from Canada and join in on the fun. I fucking wish. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, oh, my God. If I could hop on a plane uh, like next week and it's like, okay, you're staying here until like after Raw's done, I'll be like, you know what, do it. Get me out of here for like a good month. Get me down to Brooklyn. Have fun. Friggin' like just. Uh, I mean, like, going to Raw was really fun, my first show back in May, but, like, you know, if, um, uh, if that spot is going to be, like, the permanent location for the next few years for SummerSlam, like they did with, uh, or, uh, with Los Angeles, then, like, one of these years, man, I'm telling you, I'm there. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, well, you said you were at that Raw in May, right? Was that the May 4th show? Uh, that was the show where uh, Sami Zayn was there to face Cena. Re- yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The Rollins Ambrose match. That was a really good show. You were lucky for that for that night. That was oh my god. I, like <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, like um, I've seen Slipknot live. I've seen System of a Down live. I have never been a part of anything that was more deafening than when Sami Zayn came out. That place was on fire. <laughs> wow. I had a pounding headache. But I was happy to have that headache. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's a good kind of headache. Exactly. That's crazy. That was yeah. I would I would go so far to say that was probably one of, if not the best raw so far this year. And it's not like we're in February where it's kind of like oh you know best of six raws so far. We're yeah. in July, and I mean there's there's not many raws. I mean last week was pretty good. Maybe tonight too. We'll find out. But. I don't know that that raw. Well, it was like one of the best of the year with that with that debut, that match, and the also the match between Rollins and Ambrose and everything else that happened that night. That was damn good show. I'm saying this now. Um, once the uh, uh, once the, uh, the Slammys roll around, I'm saying now like any moment that's like or or um, uh, if like any match or moment from that raw is up for one, I'm I'm gonna mark and just say like I was there for that shit. Cannot deny this. I was there for that, and I'm very happy, and I won an award for it. Exactly. They should be issuing everyone in the audience an award for being a part of that moment. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That's what they should have done with the um, what was the crowd of the year a couple years ago when uh, the the night after WrestleMania won. They didn't get any awards. Oh yeah, that's right. They did do that. Yeah, they should have given that. That was a great. You guys were a great crowd that night too. That was in Montreal, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Canada crowds are always great, but Montreal's awesome too. But yeah, that was a great show. But speaking of pay-per-views in Canada, hopefully you guys get another pay-per-view soon. It's been way too long. If we get one in Montreal, I'm going. I don't care what it is. It could be freaking Night of Champions or Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I don't care. It's <laughs> yeah, it has it has to happen soon. I don't know why they haven't. I mean, they used to do one. I mean, watching old pay-per-views back in the network and stuff, they'd go there once, sometimes twice a year for pay-per-views. Oh, it's yeah. nuts. Um, like what happened? I have no idea. I guess Vince just likes to make fun of us. Um, uh, but um, I think the last pay-per-view we had here was Breaking Point. Yeah, and I think that was in Montreal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was, what, six years ago? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, nine, I think. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, I get why, I mean, people will say, myself included, they should hold pay-per-views or even Raws, let alone at the... Uh, Madison Square Garden, New York City, but I understand, I guess it costs way too much money to run a show there, a televised show, that is. Really? So, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the reason why they don't do shows there anymore. I guess they lose money more than they, they profit off of it, but yeah. I, I haven't heard it. I mean, it's you know, Canada is not a building. It's it's, it's a country. There's no reason why you yeah. can't run a show in any city. Exactly. Yeah, so hopefully they go back to Toronto or Montreal or something in the very near future, because you guys need a pay-per-view. It's well overdue. Um, uh, you know, it's actually funny. Uh, they actually aired an ad because um, I think they're going back there for a live event in September, uh, which I'm not going to that because I'm not traveling for, for because, uh, like, I'm not traveling by plane just for a freaking live event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, but, um, uh, but, or, uh, but when they actually announced that uh, they were coming back in September, the crowd was actually chanting pay-per-view. Really? Wow. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's not just a couple people in Canada want it. It's like, no, that city wants one. Yeah. It's been so, way like, too long. Vince listened that night uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, Vince was actually there, too. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he there? Uh, what part of the show was he on? Um, right after Raw was finished, uh, they did the, uh, Pat Patterson tribute. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that was great, too, yeah, I heard, I saw, yeah. I saw highlights of that, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, Vince was out there, and of course, uh, Brett, and, uh, and, uh, Triple H, and then Pat was out there as well, and then, by the end of it, they actually had the whole roster come out on stage, so it's like, oh my god, I don't get to see just, a, just, like, a few <laughs> yeah. guys, I, I get to the whole thing. I'm like, man, this is sweet. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. You get a little extra bonus there, too. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. But you mentioned the live event, too. I made that same mistake. Well, not mistake, but um, I almost went to a live event a couple weeks ago in Boston. I live in Connecticut, so, yeah, like, like I didn't have to travel via plane, but I would have taken a couple hours to get there, and it was... Like, it's a live event on a Friday. I'm like, I'm not going to go. And then the fucking Rock shows up of all people. Oh, so. <laughs> God. That was the show where the Rock was there. <laughs> that was the show. I was so pissed because I was going to go to uh, SmackDown in January and, and that same arena and the tickets, um, well, the show got canceled because we had a huge-ass snowstorm that week. So they gave me free tickets oh, yeah. to that show and I took my money back. I got a refund. But I'm like, I'm not driving up for a fucking live event. And then the Rock shows up. But <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> So hopefully... hopefully um. I would have driven a night for The Rock, you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. If I find out he's going to be there beforehand, I definitely would have driven. That would have been crazy, but <laughs> hopefully Goldberg doesn't come back at your live event or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. You're missing out a huge moment there. Yeah. 
That said, man, thanks for coming out. Always great talking to you. But before I let you go, the people can find you on Twitter, at Jamie Lee Mack. You're on every single week, the weekly wrestling talk show. You can listen to all your thoughts in there and the rest of the crew as well. And uh, where else can the people find you, man? Um, no, I think that's it, really. Um, uh, just, uh, just, uh, those, or sorry, uh, just, uh, just those, uh, or sorry, uh, just those, um, handles there, so, yeah. Sweet dude, sweet dude. So people can find you on the Twitter, at Jamie Lee Mack, find all your thoughts, follow all your thoughts on Raw, and all, you know, hopefully, hopefully W. What was that? All of my exciting thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Much like the rest of us. I mean, Raw is tonight. This is going up on Tuesday, but even still, for Raw upcoming, this upcoming week and whatever else, people can find you in there. Listen to all your thoughts on the wrestling radio talk show. Weekly weekly wrestling talk show. Is that correct? I I always botch that. I know it's WWE. (laughs) I know the acronym in my mind. I know WWTS, but I always botch the name itself for whatever reason. But they can find you on there. It's it's great to talk to you, man. Always, Always awesome having you on. Alright, thank you very much, Graham. No problem, dude. Have a good night. I'll catch you down the road. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. Thanks once again to Jamie for coming on for a great episode, a great conversation. Always appreciate having him on the show. And as for me, you guys can find me on the Twitter at WrestleRant, on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. Make sure to check out this very website, NextAirWrestling.net, for my full written reviews of Battleground, Raw, SmackDown, Impact Wrestling, NXT, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, and so much more. And that's going to about do it. There was really not much more to be said other than this one big announcement. Next week, right here on the show, we got an exclusive interview with recently eliminated Tough Enough contestant, Gabby. She will be on the show next week to talk about her elimination, her experience on the show, how she got on the show, her drama with Amanda, fellow contestant. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not shied away from saying I've enjoyed the show so far. A lot of people have said they have not. That's completely cool, but... We're talking to Gabby next week all about her Tough Enough experience. It's a conversation you're not going to want to miss. So again, guys, have a great rest of your week, and I'll catch you folks next Tuesday.